Whoa there, space cowboy. Brokeback Bebop is a podcast with explicit content intended only for mature bounty hunters. Listener discretion is advised. Listen to all 40 steamy sessions of the show right now by supporting Brokeback Bebop at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. I think it's time to blow this scene. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay. Three, two, one. Mommy? <laughs> nice. I, I really res that like that part hit me in my heart when he was like, "Yeah, moms." Anything that's written to that makes me think of you a lot. Uh, As do you want to just open up and share with the audience why that is? Maybe I have been known in my time to to uh, obviously now I'm a spoken for man in a very happy relationship, but I, I used to, uh, to to lead a little bit more towards an older variety. You know, not nothing crazy. Uh, but I did date somebody pretty seriously with a with a child, and even Danny's, uh, you know, six years older than I am. So I I, I like and to you know punch up a little bit. Even deeper than that, regardless of your dating history, if someone talks about a mom on something yeah. that you watch or we watch together, you're just automatically like, woo! Oh <laughs> yeah, that's the stuff. Mom, immediately, me exactly. Yeah. You're yeah. a mom guy, and that's I'm okay. Mom guy. Moms like are it. incredible. Like to be cared for. Moms do great things. Well, okay, so what you... <laughs> what Save you, a horse, ride a mom. Man, here. this is opening a lot. What you just said concerns me a little bit. You say mm-hmm. you like to be cared for. It, it is that you want them kind of to be your mommy. No, not so much, but I think that the There's traits hesitancy. of somebody who cares for others is is an attractive quality for me. If you want to have a weird conversation real quick, this is something that like Lily and I talked about the other day because uh-huh. it's uncomfortable but unmistakable especially for young men. Mhm. The type of love, care and affection that we frequently get from our mothers and then what we are looking for in a partner somewhere in our brain oh, yeah. without being aware of it. It, there is a thing there that – because I don't know how many young men get into a relationship with, like, a woman who has mom vibes who then goes on to, like – then the boy, like, cuts their hair and changes their style because now their mommy is dressing them and stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? If You can be yeah, aware of it and thing. grow from that, but it is a thing. It's a thing <laughs> for sure. Freud was on to, to a lot. So with, if you're a mommy out there listening, come on the show. We just want to have a chat. I just want to talk to you. How you mommies out there doing? All you mommies across the the stars and the galaxies out there, hit us with your favorite space mom. You have a favorite space mom? Brokeback Bebop. Well, I mean, I don't know a lot, so immediately I've got to go either um, Jane Jetson, obviously, or um, Padme. Is that the one that would be the mommy? Yeah, great choice. Thank you. Padme is an excellent choice. Absolutely, my favorite space mommy. I That's named a tortoise Padme huh. once. We didn't. We didn't get very far. But, yeah. Uh, well, by we didn't get very far. Uh, what was your relationship with this tortoise, like Stephen? You know, 
I was a child and she was a child in our kingdom by the sea. <laughs> you entered the animal kingdom and hey, we've been to animal kingdom together, huh? <laughs> Hell yeah, we have. <laughs> we went on that six a.m. safari. It wasn't six a.m. It was early. It was great. Which, by the way, if if, if you go to uh, Disney World okay. and you go to Animal Kingdom, yeah, uh, don't sleep on the safari. It was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. Well, going. all those mommies out there listening need to know this. They'll be there. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with you with your kids to Disney. We'll have a fucking blast. Yeah. I'll send Junior off to the teacups, and you and I have some fun on Splash Mountain. Welcome to the show, everyone. We're getting closer and closer to the end of this traverse through Cowboy Bebop. Today we're doing episode 7 of the live action series, so there's only three more episodes in the Cowboy Bebop franchise, even though what we're watching at times seems to stray farther and farther from being connected to that, but it is. <laughs> we still have a few more episodes of Cowboy Bebop left, and today we're talking, like I said, about episode seven of the live action Netflix remake. This episode is called Galileo Hustle, right? Dun, bum, bum, ba, da, is that correct? Bum, bum, I didn't bum, write it bum, down. Bum, is it Hustle? Yeah, you're Galileo absolutely Hustle. right. The episode was directed by Alex Garcia Lopez, who directed a lot of the show. The first episode, Cowboy Gospel, Venus Pop, Dark Side Tango, all the hits. And after this, he directs one more Sad Clown A Go Go, which is next week's episode. Uh, And this episode was written by Alexandra E. Hartman, who only has a couple of writing credits. And the only real noteworthy one was a podcast series called Ghost Tape. So an up-and-comer television writer on this one. That's good to see. And the episode was originally released along with the entire series on November 19th, 2021. And let's get into the hustle. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Do the it. hustle. Uh, let's do some trivia. I've got three questions about, for you today. About your day, your life. I guess we already did our small talk with the mommy play, huh? Yeah, we burned any of the extra time in this program on mommies. And that's <laughs> As we fine. normally do. It's deserved. Uh, well, sure. I've got three questions for you this week, Zach. Okay, so do I. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to let you go first. One of mine is incredibly easy because I wrote it down the first time it came up and then it kept coming up. Nice. Do you want me to just burn that one off first? Ask, ask it. No, no, no. no. Let's go in order. I want to go. I want to go in order. Zach. (laughs) You want to go along the journey with me? I do. Where did Spike think Faye was born? Ooh. Where did Spike think Faye was born? Yep. Oh, a, kind of a throwaway line here at the beginning of the episode. Like made in a lab. That's by close, but we're looking Madman for a different scientists. verb. A different verb. She was whipped up in no, a lab. No, that's not. You the didn't verb. ask how. You said where. That's true, and you said lab. That's very true. Mm-hmm. But we were looking for hatched. Hatched in a lab. Lab egg. Nice. That was a good one. That was a good question. Thank you. Where did Whitney pick up her dumpling recipe? Oh, no. Not to be confused with her absolute dump truck that she's walking around. MarthaStewartLiving.com. Ooh! (laughs) Swing and a miss there, sport. Yeah, we're looking for, uh, I don't remember the variety of monk that she says, but Mm -hmm. a monk on Trident. Sure. Do you know where Trident is? Somewhere with layers. Hey, I think Trident is either the largest moon of Jupiter, which wouldn't make sense. It would make more sense if it was a moon of Neptune. But right, know. well, no, we'll call Titan. in. We'll get it. Changed. Titan. We'll let them know the that it makes more Jupiter's sense. Moon, we'll call so them Trident and let them know. Must be Neptune, so they can change moon. it. We'll just let them know it makes more well, sense. Well, I think I explained it away. It's okay. <laughs> Next um, question, Zachary. Yeah, really easy question. What is the vaguely ethnic guy after Faye's fake mom named? Oh, that's. <laughs> Also, my second 
are you kidding me? Because I wrote it down, and then by the end of the episode, I was like, well, obviously he's. Well, I also wrote it down. I was like, oh, this guy's not going to be back in the episode. But we're talking about Mr. Mink, the Iron Mink, Minky. (laughs) Because my question was, what arms dealer comes looking for Whitney later? Yeah, Mr. Mink. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and ask my last one then. Do it. Uh, what this this one's kind of a kind of a <laughs> shitty question. It's kind okay. of hard. All right. This is like you were you paying attention to the billboard uh, uh, when they were talking about how loose their vaginas were. <laughs> what is the tagline for Santo City? SantoCityLiving.com. Uh, <laughs> Close. Uh, Santo City, more than you expect. It, but you it, it, the the sign like the like the cut ends there, so it might say expected, but I think it's more than you expect. That's also uh, my tagline. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you? Wouldn't you know? You got one more for me? Yes, Saki I do. Uh, maybe a tougher one as well. We'll see how you did on this one. It's kind of two questions, but I Ooh. wrote it as one. What color are the pom poms Young Faye wears, and what is on her sweater? Gold darn it. I wasn't staring at her chest, so I don't know it was on her sweater. But the pom poms were kind okay, of okay. Well, then green. why did we start recording? <laughs> Obviously, now we pause. I'm kidding, everyone. We got to go back. Uh, the they were like a lime green, like a sh- like almost like a uh, chartreuse uh-huh. color for the pom poms. Is chartreuse a lime green? I chartreuse know is that. a mix of green and yellow. That makes That's my sense. favorite color. I'm yeah. sorry, but Crayola taught me that color is called lemon lime. <laughs> <laughs> I think Crayola just decided they were like, ah, Scarlet. Yeah, back when you were Marigold. young and innocent and your favorite color could be macaroni and cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to all the art teachers calling apricot yeah. skin color. Yeah, shout out Crayola. Black kids. <laughs> they did come, come out with the, the Crayola like skin tones where they just made more oh, browns. Yeah. Good for them, I guess. There was no longer just tan and pale. <laughs> She had a an H for high school. I was going to say write half of the alphabet, but that would also be wrong. Mm-hmm. A you U. Guess? That's r- correct, Steve. I knew it was either an H it or a, a U. U. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it in my peripherals. Yeah, that was my trivia. For that was one. good. That was Thank good. Uh, good job, Zach. I don't think you got any of mine correct, technically, but that's okay. What do you mean, Technically. Well, it, the, the, it's either I did or I didn't. Well, the second one I didn't really ask because you asked me. So, so. I did get that one right. Because no, because I, I didn't have it. known it. Well, you got the same one, count them, one fully correct. Did I? Because I feel like I got all you of You didn't them say correctly. hatched. And the U. I said lab. The question was where the, was she born? And the, and the U was a gimme. Clearly, if I was everybody like. Everybody listening knows that. <laughs> That the you was a gimme. Well, uh, gimme, gimme more <laughs> of of a man right now, Zach, because you're yeah. gonna gimme, gimme uh, a rundown of today's episode and everyone's mm-hmm. favorite segment. Also, we want to say hello to our friends in Argentina that listened to the show. Congrats on one. winning the World Cup. Should have been. Uh, I, I was rooting for France, but that's okay. Did Zach comprehend <laughs> the episode this week? <laughs> Man, when we get our when we get our public access show like of this to to do the video, I'm gonna have a hell of a hand movement for that segment. Yeah, a couple of things. I don't think public access is a thing anymore, and I think what we're doing is the modern day equivalent of a public access show. 
Can you imagine like us in the 1990s, like doing an <laughs> hour long so fucking talk annoying show in the 90s? on a public access network where every day we talk about the next episode of Murphy Brown or something? <laughs> you know, I really think that the monologue at the end of, of Doogie, we would, we would do one on Doogie Hauser, but then yeah. we would both do a Doozy, Doogie Hauser monologue sure. in the episode, which honestly, great idea, but great idea. Mm-hmm. All right, Zach's gonna have 20 seconds to. Mm-hmm to spill his beans and let us know if his if if the if they're pinto if they're baked uh if they're black beans are your beans black today zach you know when i'm asked for option of bean i do usually go with the black bean well once you go black you can't come back it's true that's that's just just the rules pinto get the fuck out of here black black is how i want my beans and black is how I like my co-hosts. So, Zach, are you ready to take it off? (laughs) I don't know why I said you're ready to take it off. But are you ready ready to take it off? Are you saying I'm going to take off my white skin to reveal that to become a black man and tell me what happened this episode? (laughs) Um, You know, I think more than usual we talk to each other during this episode it's true and i still think... it was very mystery science theatery <laughs> i still think what's gonna happen here is based on if i can get it all out in 20 seconds or not well as it usually is zach uh and you usually do get it all out in 20 <laughs> seconds or less so i've, I've got it I've down to a science it doesn't take me long <laughs> at all well are you ready zach sure all right, are the mommies in the audience ready? I think I hope so. so. Everyone, I hope you're latched. <laughs> I hope you're latched to the sweet sounds of my Midwestern tenor timbre. All right, every everyone's <laughs> favorite suckler latched. is ready to go. Th- on, on go, Zachary. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Faye agrees to help the lady that was her fake mom when she didn't remember anything in exchange for information about her past and to get her out of town. Jet and Spike have to grapple with her, Faye having lied to them and if they're going to help her or not, while Jet also tries to get to his daughter's recital. Vicious does some stuff, makes some moves, while while uh, Julia is deciding whether or not Stop. she should undermine him. I didn't Stop. get to the end. Stop it. I undermine the... him is cut from the record. Yeah. I'm getting a tattoo right on my fucking chin. Yeah. It says undermine. <laughs> undermine with the line through it. That's a deep cut. I'd like to just say, (laughs) Gren in this show has uh, a tattoo on... What is that? What is is this bone? Their collarbone. I was about to say clavicle. (laughs) Um, So it says gender with a line through it, which is great. It's great that a non-binary person is in this Netflix show, that they did something like that with Gren. But that's just the most on-the-nose thing to be like, this character doesn't give a fuck about gender. Do we you think they it. were in the in the in like the production room and they were like, oh shit, guys. Yeah. How are they gonna know whether Grin is Another a boy, girl, or neither? Coke. Or both. Oh fuck, they oh, didn't watch shit. the cartoon. They're not gonna know. Yeah. Anyway, how'd I do? You, you did a good job going, of right? describing the first part of the episode. Right. You see where I was going. I just needed like ten I, more seconds. I didn't get yeah, any yeah. any of the right. I understand. Uh, you know what? I'm Firm feeling fair, generous today. Firm but um, fair. C minus. You think that's generous? I think that's yeah. fair, but I do not think that's generous. I think that's generous today. Today? What about any other day? Well, it depends on how you do on those days. 
Okay, I'll take it. Obviously, I have no, I have no choice but to take it. That's the, that's <laughs> as the is agreement the, that as we have. As per our agreement. Let's yeah. talk about this episode and the time we've got left. Uh, this is kind of an episode of the live-action Cowboy Bebop that plays all the quote-unquote hits of this show so far. Mm-hmm. It's got all of the silliness. It's got all of the weirdly misguided sexual stuff. A lot um, of sexual got stuff. It's got weird week. characters that don't quite gel together as a unit in the way that they're supposed to. Jet's got a daughter. All all the hits of this show so far. And then the end, literally against every odd stacked against it, revisits one of the most memorable versions of the original series, does yeah. it in a very similar way to the original series, and in some slight ways perhaps improves on what they did mm-hmm. with that moment in the original series, which makes it almost impossible to talk about if this is a good episode or yeah, not. Because I, I no feel idea. that way about that ending moment and then the rest of the episode... I don't know. I feel about the same as I did with last week's VR episode. It's a little fun. It's a little breezy, but it is actively rotting my brain to watch it. It's not giving me anything dynamic like the original show did. Uh, what well, do you think about and, and Galileo And like you, like you said, the the formula is all there. They they had a, a double cross. You find out more about a character's past. We have Jet and his daughter being a thing. You have Vicious. You have so much. There's, there's a beat for every character in this episode. Yeah. Then what's missing? What is it? I think nothing is connected. I think it's the, the writing. It I think it's be. the dialogue. Yeah. Like, that has to be it, because the, the, the big picture of this episode should be a really good one. But I'm not walking away feeling like anything other than that the last scene was anything more than, oh, that wasn't bad. Well, okay, I guess we can just kind of talk openly about this episode and not exactly go through beat the episode. Yeah. Because one of the thoughts that I have is the what's supposed to be a joke in the style of Cowboy Bebop at the end is that Faye and this woman were never in danger, that that this woman was using Faye as part of a sexual es- escapade. Mm-hmm. Uh, that completely th- we just got this whole thing that's a little slight and silly but where Faye kind of learns what it's like to have a mother daughter relationship yeah. and then never mind why did she why did she Faye go through all the trouble the to find place? Faye she could have had anybody right. take her somewhere if she wanted if to if the like, thrill pretend. is like having you at gunpoint I don't know I think that that what's just supposed to be a joke, like a lot of jokes in this show, it doesn't quite work. It's not funny. And it kind of undercuts an emotional-ish storyline through the episode. It means the whole episode was more or less pointless. Yeah, I think that this show should be better than that. You know, like, is it, you know, week to week a totally different story? Yes, but the ramifications of the week before still exist. And they're still, like... They gain something from that. Now, was the scene where Jet was dancing along to his daughter's thing kind of cute, but really stupid and silly? And did it make me laugh? Yes. But also, I got nothing from that either. Yeah. You know, did it, it add like, okay, any depth sweet. to Jet's character? No. Did we learn anything new about him? No. And you brought this up when we were watching how, you know, we were both really excited that, oh, okay, maybe this whole Jet having a daughter thing will add more depth to his character. But I think it's it's taken depth away 
because they've reduced him to just the it's my ship in my home and Let I have a daughter what, and I, it's Kimmy's birthday. Oh no, I gotta find her a present. Oh boy, Kimmy's mom sure doesn't want me to see her anymore. Oh damn, I'm sad about that. I've been trying to, while we watch these episodes, take notes of things that I want to bring up when we talk about them to just get a little bit better at that. Mm -hmm. I wrote down one note this episode, and it's about (laughs) Jet, and I'd like to share it with you and Mm -hmm. with the world at large now because I think think I've got something here. This show has deduced Jet into Mr. Krabs. Oh, my fucking God. He's just the boss that has a daughter. That's hilarious. And he's, he's, you know... We gotta gotta get the money, and he's always laughing. <laughs> he kind of has a Mr. Krabs laugh. Holy shit! This show has just turned Jet into Mr. Krabs. Wasn't there a SpongeBob plot line where there were those people that thought they were Patrick's parents, but they weren't Patrick's parents? Well, now Is there's this just a whole that episode Patrick spinoff show where Patrick's parents, different Patrick's parents, and Patrick's siblings are characters. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Um, what else can we talk about in this one? I'd like to talk about Mr. Mink. I really want to know this guy's story because yeah. there's the part, which ends up not meaning anything, but there's the part when he's holding the gun towards Faye and he's like, but if people don't fear me, then I'm just Mink. I'm Who's, just Mink. What's, what's this guy's story? That he wears Mink coats uh-huh. and he calls himself and makes everyone call him Mr. Mink. And if people aren't afraid of him then that makes all of that stupid so he's gotta yeah. be this like cold-blooded well because he's gotta be the killer. iron mink he used to be just mink and nobody right. gave a fuck about mink right but iron mink people respect him people want to do kinky shit with him people don't mention that it's weird that he calls himself mink and wears mink all he's the in a time fucking so desert. much Aren't you hot? Yeah, I'm sure. Well, he um, he committed to the name really early on, so he's kind of just stuck with it. It was winter time, and he you was get like, used ah, to it after a while. Maybe the mink. Sure. Um, also, didn't so in the scene where Jed uh, is at is FaceTiming his body right, into his right, daughter's recital, but also recital. still just in this guy's Music store, recital, whatever, using sure. his Wi-Fi. Spike gets attacked by Mink's goons and kills them. <laughs> and, All and none for of this, this fucking real. sex thing? None of this was real. Those people died. He put a guy in a fake mink coat to go out there to fight Spike Spiegel? Right. Because it's not real, so he's not going to so fight. So that he could he's sleep with his wife? Right. And they died. But you, I see what you're saying, but this show shoots people and they fall down and go, uh, and they're dead. Yeah. These people are not real in this show uh, something that i think is a funny bit that lily thinks is really annoying no matter what we're watching even if it's something as like heady is better call saul uh if lily's like how did that happen i just say it's a cartoon show honey and this <laughs> works for this show like when something happens it's like why is that it's like yeah. why are you asking questions it's a cartoon <laughs> show it's Calm a cartoon down. Oh, God. Yeah. Lily hates that. <laughs> Anytime they have a question, it's a cartoon show, honey. I bet they get really mad at you. Don't think about it too much. I think um, it's awesome and funny, so I'm I'm going <laughs> to stick to it. <laughs> exactly. It's a good joke. Um, let's see. What else is happening? Uh, Vicious is 
Yeah, I guess we can talk about the Vicious and Julia. Yeah, of and, it all. and you said Vicious did some stuff. Vicious was in this episode for three seconds. I know. Had, I I wanted to say the, the Vicious so I could get to the, the Julia. ball sack guy right. and the ethnically ambiguous Hispanic Asian woman that lives in a motorcycle shop. I don't. I'm <laughs> yeah. still a little unsure about her. Exactly. Uh, her operation she's running. They had their whole uh, Django Unchained Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. mansion scene. He said, I'm going to lick... This is the blade I use to cut testicles off, so I'm going to stick it in a tomato and then lick the fuck out of it. No, it feels like what they're trying to do with Vicious is... is there's like a small point to it because they're trying to tell the season-long story of him becoming the face and then taking over the the syndicate from the elders. Mm-hmm. So he's the one that's starting to make the business deals. He's the one that's he's he's trying to like set up his chess pieces. So when he takes over, he's he's got things that he can do. But yeah. what's going on underneath it? And I I still think it's so misguided that this show made vicious and Julia like just as much main supporting characters as anyone else as Faye yeah. on this show. They're in every episode doing something. And like all the characters in this show, they have this new medium to tell these stories. They've got to have more stories to tell about these characters and they just don't. So we watch like Julia and vicious kind of like move chess pieces around again. Yeah. The Julia stuff is – it would be interesting if I cared about them because she's yeah. in this version going to maybe kill Vicious and and give the lady who Spike met with earlier in the season the keys to the throne and they're well, going to take over. You know what's over. fucked, Zach, that uh-huh. I remembered today? Yeah. None of that's going to happen. We're not going to get to see any of that. Well, There's yeah, be because no this show doesn't exist a few episodes from now. Right. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. That's fine. I just yeah. am like I it makes me care even less about that stuff because I know I'm not going to get any sort of resolution or If anything they're probably going to make something happen that's supposed to build the stakes of that story mm-hmm. and we won't care because yeah. we'll never see it. It's true. But it's kind of fun because we're living in this world all of a sudden where streaming services can decide, never mind, don't want it toss it, and it never existed in the first place. Yeah, there's a big one getting taken off yep. of HBO. That That's I the just conversation. The show called Minx that had a first season that was really well received. It was renewed for season two. They were a week away from done filming it, and as like a tax write-off type situation, mm-hmm. they canceled the show and announced they're removing the first season from the streaming service. Well, there's another show that like had multiple seasons that's getting removed because of... A different uh, one. Yeah, they didn't want to pay residuals anymore to the actors. But it was like a, a pretty major show. I'm trying to think of what it was. It's one that I watched but never finished. Well, one of my hills that I'll always die on is this is why physical media is still important. Mm-hmm. Because I think for a while the idea was, well, I don't need to buy stuff because it's going to be on a streaming service for forever. Yeah. But it it can literally become lost media overnight because it's been removed by the, the content owner. It's Westworld. Westworld's getting taken off HBO. Oh, really? And yeah, it got canceled. Westworld... I think so, yeah. No, Westworld, it did. Well, yeah, Westworld was one of like the biggest shows at one time. It just recent. I didn't know that about Westworld. It just recently had its now last season, and wow. I think they were planning on doing one more, and then it got canceled. Damn. Anyway, let's talk for just another second about Cowboy Bebop, because I think maybe this series' worst crime 
is how much they've t- they've stripped away everything interesting about Spike Spiegel. Yeah, every bit of it. This is episode seven, mm-hmm. and Spike has just been sitting around the entire series. He's not getting any. And now next week is the Perot LeFou episode, and I've seen it, and he is a little bit more involved in that one. But there's no subtlety to this show, and we've yeah. talked about this. Spike is the most subtle character on the show. And instead of challenging themselves and finding new stories to tell for this character, they kind of just have him brood in the background. I, I really, <laughs> exactly. really dislike it. And Spike's the most important character. Like, if they didn't have a good take on Spike, what the fuck was the point? Because as much as I do love Jet and Faye as characters, and I love Ed, Spike is the main character of the show. Yes. So if you don't have any clue, what he's like to the do human embodiment him. of the of the jazz yeah, action, like he's storytelling we like of water. the show. Like that's that's the whole point. If they didn't have a good take on on Spike, and he wasn't going to be getting into hand on hand contact fights to music in every other episode why did they make this what was the point to turn it into a boring sci-fi well, that, that's another thing show? about this episode zach there was no action-filled climactic moment i mean we get spike fighting in Guns the background pointed at people that's it yeah like that's... and as we learned during this episode these things cost six seven million a pop they had the money to do more. They could have hired a better stunt choreographer. Yeah. Why? Why? Because Spike's fight that was happening in the background was really cool. I would have loved, instead of just visuals over and over again yeah. of Jet doing this, Absolutely. like side swaying dance, cut to Spike actually fighting and put like yes. a really cool track over it. Then yeah, juxtapose the that. With... It's a funny visual, but that's yeah. not what we signed up for. Exactly. The, like make I wanna... it a hard cut from the recital and the funny dancing there to a kick-ass fight that's happening in the background, but we're not even getting to see half of it. We're at the end of the show, and we got to do our captain. I want to circle back one more time uh, as we wrap this up to talk about something that's positive, how in the end of this episode that has all of the same problems that this show usually has, they managed to nail the Faye past Mm -hmm. self-videotape moment Lily and I were watching this episode yesterday and we were like groaning through it and talking about how like at one point Lily was just like this show is bad and I was like (laughs) what and they were like what and uh, then at the end of the episode we both were crying Mm -hmm. and I don't think I think the the cartoon version moved me but I don't think it made me cry yeah Uh, the way that watching they react to it, watching Jet and Spike react to it, and the performance from the girl playing young Faye, she manages to take a lot of this dialogue, which is ripped from the cartoon version, and it's not corny, it's delivered in in the voice of a young kid talking mm-hmm. to a camera, and then it adds some extra context to the whole thing that I really like, that uh, maybe even improves on the original little bit by having Jet and Spike not totally yet realize the weight of this moment that Faye is having so we kind of get to have this personal moment with Faye yeah it's kind of between us I think that's really cool and I also like the added importance of it's not just Faye reacting to seeing herself from the past she hears her mother's voice mm-hmm. and in this episode that's been not subtly about a mother-daughter relationship that's not real she gets just a hint of I did have a mom who cared about me 
And that was really cool. What do you think about well, that scene? The thing that, that stands out to me is there's a moment, uh, you know, and we've all been around like watching, like if you and I were together and we found like an old video of ourselves in like high school, we would like be laughing when it watched to kind of like shake off the embarrassment of remembering Absolutely. that we used to be younger. And when the video starts, you know, Jet kind of does that. He's like, ha yeah. <laughs> like, cause she's, you know, a little like younger and being loud. And he looks back at Faye and for Faye, it's not, Oh, I'm embarrassed. It shows I'm them how real this. her it's it's situation her is. Yeah. seeing a part of her life for essentially the first time, and the embarrassment she feels isn't because oh I was a little kid. It's because I don't have any idea or recollection yeah. of this. Like this person's so hopeful for me. This person has all these aspirations, and I'm here, you know, doing a con with my fake mom who conned yeah. me again. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that is so cool. The way yeah. that they take the song that plays over the over the tape in the in the anime they have her playing that on piano which i like i mean it the anime the the main the only thing that i'll give the anime version is it felt like a video that a high school age person i agree but flipping that the mom's recording the video in the live action so and the music going over it that starts as her playing the piano and right but if we think about it that would have happened around modern day times which now would be super Hmm. easy to do that in the 90s when kai was out that wasn't a thing that you could just do on a regular recorder but but it fits with the accurate time frame so i'm okay with that stuff like that with how in the dance recital there was a guy who basically had a smartphone recording yeah um and this, yet, this version of the show has some weird... Jet's just there. The, yeah. This, like a Star Wars hologram. <laughs> this Cowboy Bebop has some weird modern stuff in it that I guess does make sense, but takes me out of it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but overall, the scene was great. I think that it was really well done, really well acted, and well written, too. Like, that was... The, the addition of the moment of her hearing her mom's voice for essentially yeah. the first time in her mental life. Yes. That's incredible. So good. I want to mention to you... There's this show that's getting a lot of hype. It's been on, like, the top shows of 2022 lists that are coming out. I'm really behind on shows, but I'm finally starting to watch it. And it kind of deals with some of those topics. This show, Severance. Have you heard about Severance? I've heard of it, yeah. It's really good and really interesting. It's, like, about you can have an implant in your brain that surgically separates your work life and your home life. Yeah, And the focus on the show is that these people work for this, like, shady company, and the people that are, like, the work life are basically these not real people that are tortured and kept in this limbo Mm -hmm. that when they leave work at the end of the day, they, like, black out for a second, and then now it's their back the next day, and they have no memory of anything that's ever happened to them ever outside of work. And it's really interesting. Yeah, it looks like a cool concept. There was a... uh really good Rick and Morty episode this season. Did they make fun of it? Um, act, it was the whole plot of the episode, but instead yeah. of like work life, it was like at night they would like get all the chores and stuff done. And then like, Oh, the I nighttime see. Interesting. Family wants to like take over. It's really good, but that seems like a really cool show. I would watch well, it. Let's, Close this out with a captain of the Bebop. I'll go first, and it's Mr. Mink for me. Uh, just because he's silly. You could give it to Faye, but I'm not taking this show that seriously. No, uh, Mr. I, Mink was the one character in this mm-hmm. episode that I was like, I need to know more about this guy. Yeah. I want to know how he got this way. Uh, Mr. Mink for me. Captain yeah, of mink, the show. mink it up. Mink it all over me. I <laughs> Mink in all caps is my yeah. Bebop. Uh, captain this week. I think Mink deserves it, you know? Not only Can't did wait he for successfully play his role, Bebop look story. good while doing it, and he yeah. got some? Come on. That's a W. Sure, a couple of his buddies died along the way. Who gives a shit? 
Yeah. He's got and cronies to spare. He's Mr. Fucking Mink. I'd just like to close this podcast, thank you for listening, by saying, Steven, you're right. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Who gives a shit? Everyone. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Support this show and our podcast network at patreon.com slash podcast, where starting at $5 a month, you can get immediate access to all 40 outrageous sessions of Brokeback Bebop. See you next time, Space Cowboy. Let's go!